0: to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me. I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. And Now here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Springer! Oh,
1: yeah. Would you notice you. how Maria's <laughs> really getting professional. I, I oh, really yeah, like I mean that. Was, I mean, if you oh, yeah, think of the first week she did it, it was well, kind
0: of well. She's
1: you know figuring it out. But that hi, was here's Jerry Spring. <laughs> no, 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 no. And now Gusto,
0: I'm here. You, you own her,
1: it. That's Maria Corelli, yeah. and she's <laughs> our third voice. And uh, happy Hanukkah, by the way. Thank you very much. Ed. And uh, and I hope everybody had a very nice Thanksgiving.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Well, yes, I know. Uh, I sure did, and all- there's so much to be thankful for, including that. What? Oh, hang on. Steve. Are you kidding mm-hmm.
0: me? Oh, no. Whoa,
1: time out. Hello.
0: What? Gene. You're the.
1: Pro- no. You,
2: you just know. gave a speech to everyone here to turn off their phones. We're I would to- do that. This is, is unbelievable. He's Still the producer of the show.
1: Is it whole or term life? What? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm in a situation now. Gene, is- for- hanging up. <laughs> Hold on a second. How much is my life worth, the yeah. guy's asking? Do want, right now, like five thousand. He better not. Hey, look. Sell it I, to I, sorry about that. I'm just messing with soon. you. I have to call you back. I'm I'm actually at work. This okay. Is so thanks for calling. Bye bye. Unprofessional. So. Um, I apologize for that. I forgot to turn is, the damn dinger off. You okay, just gave a whole speech
2: of people listening. I just don't down. understand. And to... the audience here.
1: You tell them, please, yeah. everyone, turn off your phone. Have... And you don't remember. I apologize for that. I have to I kick I swear you out. To God, that will never happen again. But because I've tried to. <laughs> oh, give me a break, Maria. You're still
2: on. That just on... happened to
0: me.
1: Guys, you're still Dead. on probation. I'm Dad, on. <laughs> what
0: the? I'm on the podcast right now. <laughs> oh, my hey, God. Hey, Dad, her dance. her. Yes,
1: you did. Know, look, yeah, it's
2: Jerry, it's
0: Jerry <laughs>
1: Oh, my
0: God.
2: Uh, Dad, sorry. this is Jerry Springer. How many daughters do you have?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Guess again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassed.
1: Yeah. That is bizarre.
0: Okay, bye, Dad.
1: That is, <laughs> well, that is bizarre that that would happen. And oh, then, sorry,
0: guys. I mean...
1: You know, I swear to God, as pretend, a producer of the Jerry Springer Podcast,
2: listen to this thing.
1: I can guarantee you that will never happen All right. again.
0: Professionalism from here on well, out. I mean, come
1: on, it's a national podcast and uh... Oh for <laughs> Christ's
0: sake. Are you serious? Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs>
0: what are the chances?
1: Oh I wanna hear this. Hi, honey. No. What are you wearing? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That's, oh, no. that's, that's got to get cut. No, we have to cut that's that. That's a joke, for God's sake. Just stop. That's got to get
2: cut. Why would anybody say that? Why? <laughs> oh, my God. No kidding. That is, and I apologize for Gene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, Seriously, I swear to God, that won't can happen we just, again. Yeah, everybody, just let's just, just turn, let's turn, the phone turn them off. off. Okay. <laughs> Do hey,
0: you know how to do that,
1: Cherry? Probably by the way, <laughs> <laughs> well look, he, look, how, look how he comes in, slides you? in here real late. How do you turn? How,
0: you?
1: how do you turn? Lewis Beck just walks in and they h- held a seat for him and everything. Well, thank you, it's Lewis Beck. Hey, um, by the way, yes. uh, Casey Campbell is our musical guest tonight. <laughs> And everybody here knows who Casey Campbell is because yeah. he's our music coordinator. But more importantly, and Maria, you would agree,
0: mm-hmm. he is
1: really good.
0: He's awesome.
1: He's really good. And he's from our area. He lives in the Greater Cincinnati area. But he is kind of, you know, good beyond that. I'd say he's, he's oh, at some other level, as you are Nashville level and New Yeah, we're
0: super lucky to have him here. Yeah. yeah.
1: We Very him- talented, performs alone, performs with couple groups uh and he's our he's a solo performer tonight and we just love the stuff he writes
2: and
1: And we took him to cuba he went to cuba with us and and no one
2: knew who he was and he just you know we none of us spoke spanish very well and he's just standing on the wall there in havana yeah
1: yeah and malacon the the flood wall in uh havana yeah and he
2: just on a friday evening just started playing his guitar and this crowd forms
1: this isn't a joke this they knew nothing about him They know who he was. (laughs) And it was great. He was playing. They were cheering. It it was, you know. And one other thing. Do you remember a couple nights before that, we were in a club, like a folky kind of club in downtown Havana. And he performed there along with some prominent Cuban folk singers. And they loved him there. Yeah. And, you know, that's the test, Maria. And you've done this. You've performed. You did a festival in Mexico last Mm -hmm. spring or so, as I recall.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you can go off somewhere else, stand up and perform, and people like what you're doing, that's a test. Because you just walk in out of nowhere, and you do your thing. Mm -hmm. And and you have that, and Casey has that. Well, with Casey, you
2: know, he's in Cuba, and they they saw
1: right away he's a card-carrying communist. (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> they just, they just love. I'm trying
1: to think. Will that help his career here or yeah. her it? Might yeah. help. Yeah. yeah, it actually might help. It. Yeah. Um, yeah, it
2: may help now. Yeah.
1: But and Jerry, in a minute, let me work. Oh, look at this. <laughs> okay. For those well, of you let's listening, understand what's yeah. happening in the show? So only Facebook like, Live can see this. But, but anyway, that's okay. Uh, so so we don't need is that. Is a, today the yeah, table didn't that. break. No, Your phone good. has been on. You well, that will never happen again. That will never happen or you're again. Fired. We're off to a great start.
2: Um, Why don't you start? It? Let's start it again. You just.
1: <laughs> <this laughs> Jerry. <laughs> I want to ask you a question here that mm-hmm. relates to the Trump administration, but real fast, Maria, over to you. You are, and we were talking about this right before the podcast started, you are building your own guitar mm-hmm. and you're learning the skills of a luthier. You're wor- working under a luthier to, to build your own guitar.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah,
1: that's that's really cool. And and Jerry was asking why does it take so long, and you were saying it's such meticulous woodwork.
0: Yeah. So, in 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 the little free time that I have, I, I like to go down to um um it is a luthier uh, Rick Hayes. Okay. He it lives over in Goshen, which Goshen, is Goshen, Ohio. Yeah, east so, of
1: Cincinnati. Correct.
0: Yeah, yep. and and. And I think a lot of the the time that goes into it is really just the tiny, meticulous, uh, almost painstaking at times work that goes into the little elements of it. Like if you see a guitar, the front of the guitar, if you were to look just on the underside of that, there is a whole complex structure of braces, like wooden braces. And it's all woodwork. You're working with wood. It's something that's alive. Really, it still is alive. Like, you put it through a sander, it gets, you know, Rick always says this, Rick Hayes of Rick Instruments says, it gets kind of like a, sh- gets shocked for a second. And, yeah. and then you have to let it rest for like a few days after you kind of put it through all this and in the building of it it's all
1: in pieces and it gets assembled kind of as one of the final steps
0: yeah yeah so i am i've got the whole box of the guitar done but i still have to put put the neck on it um yeah so it kind of just takes a while do you
1: think when you're done with that guitar do you intend to Play out with that guitar versus the Martin that you use. What do you What do you think? Is that your goal?
0: Yeah, I would. I would hope to. And that's one of Rick's Rick's um, reasons for reaching out to me too. He saw how much I play out as a musician, and and it's mutually beneficial. I get an incredible guitar, and then he gets. Um, kind of free advertisement because when from, you're
1: out there, you'll say this can you will tell haze. that guitar, story. yeah, and
0: it'll have a it'll have <laughs> haze in, in the headstock, too. Yeah, I, so I,
1: I'm not joking, that it'll be so much fun when that's done,
0: yeah, and yeah, and you bring
1: it in here and on a podcast, do a uh, set for us. Oh, and, I would love it, uh, let us hear it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure and, Rick would love it, too. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, that's good. It's another reason why I wanted to get you into that conversation is,
0: mm-hmm. is
2: to.
1: Cross-promoted it? Luther what
2: is it? Luthier? luthier luthier. Yeah, uh, where does that word
1: come from?
0: Oh man!
1: From lute, <laughs> from lute? Uh, yes. uh, Harold from Tucker. There's no microphone on him. He's saying it comes from <laughs> yeah. the lute word. Yeah, uh, lute. But it but it cool. is a both a repair man or woman in yes. the guitar world, string yep. and instrument world, or the maker. Am I correct? there, yeah. Maria.
0: So working with wood to put the instrument together and yeah, understanding like the different physics. And one,
1: one last think. thing, there's a guy named Ben Knight, mm-hmm. who is a Ludlowian, a, another member of what I call the creative class. A has Ludlowian? Moved in at,
0: yeah!
1: <laughs> who's moved into Ludlow. What the... <laughs>
0: that's and what we're ben, called, Jerry.
1: And Ben is a, Ben has a degree from, I think it's University of Louisville, because I've talked to him about this, and he's, but he's a wood, he's a, uh, he's a craftsman. But now he's working in the luthier shop that's in the basement of Folk School Coffee Parlor. Yeah. So he's now taking his cabinet-making skills and moving them over to this more meticulous, fine crafts work of uh, being a luthier, repairing Mm -hmm. and making instruments. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. And it's another... Every now and then, I just love to plug this little town of Ludlow. There's so much stuff going on that's cool, and that's another one. Oh, yeah. That uh, Folk School Coffee Parlor now <laughs> has a shop in the basement where you can have a guitar worked on. I yeah. have a 1972 Yamaha guitar, which sounds great, by the way. It's been mine from the very beginning. needs a little work, and I'm going to have somebody work on it, either yeah. you or Ben or somebody.
0: Yeah, you got them right here in, okay. in the town. I have Luba. a
1: 1961 tuba. <laughs> you want to know what you do have because remember you gave it to on me your for birthday, my birthday i
2: think it was the 30th birthday uh, yeah the 30th <laughs> birthday <Did you> really
1: <laughs> but i that bought was... for jerry i found maria check he this did, out i this saw house. online a picture of jerry when he was in college i think you were a, a counselor at a camp would that have been high school, college, or might have been at Tulane? No, I think it was in, in the fraternity house. Uh, okay. Back playing the guitar. And he yeah. had a guitar, and I found it online. I did a close-up of it he and did. saw that it was a Harmony something or other. And I found one, bought it, and then took it to a luthier in Cincinnati. And here's what they said. It's good luthier in Cincinnati. And they said, you know, it's kind of a junk guitar. <laughs> and I said, well, it's a gift for somebody. And they said, for who? I said, for Jerry Springer. They said, well, it's good enough for him. They said, <laughs> and they said, no shit? That's for Jerry Springer? And they said, well, wait a minute. And they started pulling guitars off, off a shelf that were uh, uh, used guitars, but good ones, vintage guitars. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, the whole point of this is this is the guitar that he had when he was in college. So I want you to restore... This one and they said fine. And I paid not much for the guitar and a lot of money to fix it.
0: (laughs) And it came back as a tuba. And
1: it came back. (laughs) It sounds as sucky as before they. So anyway, it, it, and it was uh, that came of course with three involved. box tops from Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> well, we both had when we started playing guitar back in the '60s. Well, i sure. I had a Stella, made the same company by yeah. the way, and you had a Harmony, and they were cheap ass guitars. Oh, I'm sure. It's all we could I, afford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, hey Jerry, question: Is the noose tightening on Donald Trump? And maybe put it into historical perspective, people, because people listen to these at different times. But this is uh, right after Thanksgiving, 2018, and some think that the Mueller investigation is closing in on Trump. What's your take? Uh,
2: obviously, I have no inside information, but yes, I think the end is near and uh, on the whole Trump-Russia drama. And I think... I think it's near for a reason that isn't talked about that much. Um, Mueller is, each day, someone else is getting indicted now, someone else is flipping, someone else is pleading guilty. Uh, so clearly, it's this isn't a witch hunt anymore. It, it never was, but for those that thought there's nothing there, there's nothing there, obviously there's something there. Otherwise, these people wouldn't be flipping and, or pleading guilty and going to prison for, in some cases, the rest of their lives. So, obviously, there's a reason why these verdicts are coming through. Now, so, and they're all, each one of them, they're in trouble for lying. I mean, that's one of the things they have done wrong. They have lied to the federal authorities. You know, whether you're talking about uh, Manafort, Flynn, Gates... Uh, Michael Cohen, Papadopoulos, Jared Kushner, Don Jr., they're all lying about whatever involvement they had with the Russians. And so you start asking yourself, why is all this lying going on? Now, you can see Trump's motives. They're pretty clear. Trump Trump wants to make money, and he wants to be famous. Those are the two things that have driven his whole life. And so, if he can get a deal someplace where he can make some money, whether it's building a tower, a Trump Tower in Moscow, or whether it's getting Russians to um, buy his condos from the various buildings that he owns, you know, he's in it for making money. I mean, his motives are, you know, childlike in terms; of they're so transparent. It's so easy to see what he wants. And then you ask yourself, if everyone's lying about these meetings what's in it for the Russians? Why are the Russians involved in this? And what were the Russians going to get out of all these meetings? Now, on the long run, Russia's motives, you know, if they take the long view, Russia's motives are what they always have been before they even were the Soviet Union. And we've talked about it before. Russia is interested in expansion, Russia wants warm water ports. Russia has always, throughout its history, wanted to push out. And Russia is, has been surrounded, surrounded first by their own republics during the Soviet Union, when all the countries around it were part of the Soviet Empire. But then in 1991, when, communed, when the Soviet Union dissolved, all these independent republics became independent countries. And a whole bunch of them joined up with the West. In fact, even became part of NATO. So this was just the worst thing that Russia could see happening. Not only did it lose its empire, but it's now losing its empire to the West. And Putin has said that 1991, the dissolution of the Soviet Union was the worst catastrophe of the 20th century when you consider some of the other things that went on in the 20th century that's a remarkable statement but the humiliation that the soviet union faced with that is not anything putin has ever forgotten so that's the long view they would like to see the west dismantled they would like to you know see it weakened so that they can push out and not and these other countries not be a part of nato so in trump they saw a vehicle oh my gosh this guy might be president He's not going to be difficult to compromise because he wants money and, you know, we can help him out and we can find ways to launder money, get money to him through his properties, whatever. We can give Trump what he wants personally and we will have an American president who is willing to undercut NATO create chaos in the West, do away with uh, the European Union if necessary, have the split with the Great Britain, all the things that g- g- pull out of all these international treaties. In other words, dismantle the West, and that's the long view of what a guy like Trump could do for Putin and the Russians. But there's something very specific that they wanted on the short term, They wanted the sanctions lifted, which were installed by the United States uh, because Russia going into the Ukraine and taking Crimea. So that's what they wanted on the short, short term. That's what the meetings would be about. That was the prize. Well, here's the part where it gets really dangerous. If all these meetings... Let's say they really were about the sanctions. Why are all these people around Trump lying? It's not such a big deal. If they would have admitted, yeah, we were we've just been elected or we were about to be elected with a new administration we have two months before we take the oath of office, we're going to have our new foreign policy. of course we're going to meet with leaders of other countries, with people involved in other governments to establish what we're going to do. Every presidential candidate makes a trip to Europe or Asia or wherever, South America, to show that they have the gravitas to be a president and deal with foreign policy. So there's nothing outrageous about that. Maybe they should have waited a few more weeks. But once Trump's elected, if they meet— with Russian officials about what kind of relationship they want to have with Russia, with the new administration, with a different philosophy, which is totally consistent with the philosophy he talked about during the campaign. Why are they lying about that? Why are these individuals around him willing to go to jail for the rest of their life to protect a meeting that wasn't so bad to begin with if they didn't lie about it? So... Any rational person has to conclude that there must be something else. Now, generally, in figuring out when Trump's lying, I mean, the wise guy would say you can tell when Trump's lying because his lips are moving. But a better way is to say that Trump lies whenever he keeps repeating himself. Sometimes he'll repeat himself in the same sentence. If he says something twice or three times right in a row, you know that in his mind, he's covering something up. He's lying. Like when he said, for over a year now, I have no dealings with the Russians. I don't own property there. I don't have a deal with them. I'm not trying to get a deal with them. We have, you know, nothing. And he he kept saying it over and over again. And then he, you know, how he holds his hands up, nothing, zero, nothing with Russia. Get that straight. I've never, and now, of course, this week, well, okay, but even if I did have meetings with the Russians, what's wrong with that? Which should have been his very first answer, and then he wouldn't be in this kind of trouble. Yeah, I talked with the Russians. I was about to be the president. And yeah, I'm concerned about various relationships, And no one can be surprised if before he became president he had financial dealings because, as he rightfully said, he was a businessman and he made business deals. Again, none of this would be impeachable. None of this would put people in jail for the rest of their lives. So what else is going on? I believe two things. One, I think Mueller is on the track because he's obviously got something that he's going to. There probably is collusion in terms of the campaign, with the WikiLeaks, with the social media, how the Russians got involved in that, with fake news, uh, fake websites, fake news, etc., with the laundering money to get it to the Trump campaign. So there's that. And you would think, wow, that is the most serious problem. And it is a serious problem. But think about this. It is not new that politicians lie when they're in trouble. And the most obvious example is Nixon. But there's a difference. When those guys lie, lied, it's because they're in a scandal themselves. And they're trying to not get in trouble for the scandal of their own, that affects their own uh, life or political life. What is dangerous here and it's still going on, is that Trump, anything Trump did or said with the Russians, the Russians know. Think about it. We're all trying to guess what happened. What did they do? The reporters are trying to figure it out. All the analysts. But the point is, whatever he did the Russians know. And if it is something like collusion or whatever crimes they committed, the Russians are holding that over Trump's head, even if they never said that to Trump. If they were at meetings, if they had conversations about the Trump Tower, whatever is going on there, Trump knows that the Russians know And all the Russians have to do any time Trump disappoints Putin or does something against Russia's interest, all Putin has to do is let it leak out. Some email gets leaked. Some conversation, and you know, any conversation with the Russians is taped, is recorded. Anything the Russians did, they'll just leak it out because... It's not bad for the Russians. What are we going to do? we Are going to bomb them? Of course not. They know that. They own Donald Trump. Think about it. Whether it was changing the platform at the Republican convention, when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the one thing Trump wanted out of the platform was when we got tough with the Russians for taking over the Ukraine or Crimea. Whether it's how he never says anything bad about Russia, how he never says anything bad about Putin, how he resists trying to have sanctions against Russia. Even now, when the Russian uh, attacked the Ukrainian ships last week, two weeks ago, basically nothing heard from Trump. Why is this going on? Any rational person has to say, well, they've got Trump, and they're not even threatening him. Trump just knows that Putin knows everything he did. So we now have an American government that has to worry every single day that we don't do anything that Russia doesn't want. Because if push comes to shove and there's a serious issue, they will leak it and Trump is finished and family members and himself could go to prison for the rest of their lives. I mean, because what we're talking about, if there really is collusion, it's treasonous. I mean, it's serious. This is what's going on. Not whether or not he had a particular financial deal. Not whether or not they talked about sanctions. It's not a big deal to talk about sanctions. But this is a big deal. And this is why I think what Mueller comes out with is critical that we see what it is. So whatever happens, we can stop the blackmail. Don't you see? If we can let the world know that we know everything that happened, then there's no longer any blackmail. The only time the blackmail continues is if things remain secret. And that is the reason the Congress, the American media, the world press has to find out exactly what happened so there is no basis for blackmail anymore. And my court show starts on uh, September.
0: (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get Casey Campbell up to the microphone now. We have had him on a few different podcasts before, and he is the musical director of this Sherry Springer podcast. But we love when he gets back there behind the microphone because he has a heck of a voice and a knack for writing songs. you got a heck of a voice. (laughs) So, Casey, what are you going to play for us? Oh, I'm going mean, to play a
3: new song for you here tonight. Uh, this song's called Wrong Side of Right. Wrote it a while back.
1: Let's make sure his cell phone's turned off, Maria.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, that'd yeah, be great. Yeah, Jerry. Hey, I, hey I, see, I should have thought. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your cell phone? <laughs> That would have been the fourth call. <laughs>
3: I like it, Casey. Now, this song's called Wrong Side of Right. and uh, it's It's a song I started writing a while back and uh spending some time on the road um you you end up doing a lot of your uh relationship doing um in in words you know before you leave town and then you have to sit on them until you get back and then you get back and then you have to deal with it all kind of you know in a delayed fashion and uh so this song all started coming from kind of that idea of You know, just kind of sitting on something when you're away from it and uh, the reflection that you can do uh, in that moment. Song's called Wrong Side or Right. Hey, love, it's me. I'm sorry I ain't called on you. We've been driving through the mountains I've been trying but I couldn't get through I've been pondering all morning the words that we had back home And I'm sorry after such a long night to leave you alone I get selfish with my words and lost in my head just like a heartbreaking song after midnight. My, my cups running over with the tears that you shed. I pick myself down on the wrong side of right. This life I've been living's catching up to me. Ten pounds from a flask, I ain't as happy as I used to be I've been thinking about getting off the road for a steady job The way it's going here lately, I'm down to beg, steal the rock You know I'm talking all the time like it's 4 a.m. Using words I didn't learn from my mother. I miss her every day that I'm gone. But you know this life I live would just upset her. I know I know better. And time keeps rolling and my heart's been running out of things to say. I wish I could take back every single word I said the other day They almost drove you away Oh, but they were never meant for you Such a sadness burning blue Tomorrow is somewhere between Columbia and Kansas City Thanks for the picture of you and the boys, God, you sure look pretty I guess I better get going, it's pretty late here and I'll be driving soon so I best rest This run will be over just as quick as it came and I'll be safely back home with my head upon your breast Well, I'll let you go, I'll be talking for days Just call me when you get this, I love you Not before I think that's the first time I've ever played that one live. Awesome. That's, that's brand brand new. Thank you. Beautiful. Wow.
0: So good. Thank you, well, Casey. Yeah, you I... know,
2: maybe we'll have you back again. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Jerry, that'd
3: be great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I remember the first time uh, I heard one of your songs, Casey, was um you were, I don't even remember where we were. It was at a gig or something, and you you were playing something off to the side and mm-hmm. and I remember I was like who was that I thought it was like I was like I'm gonna go look this artist up whoever song that was and go <laughs> listen to them and I was like who was that and Casey was just like oh I wrote that song and it just blew my mind oh well, like, thank you like seriously one of the well, thanks, best Cincinnati much. songwriters thanks for coming oh man my pleasure podcast.
3: imagine what he could do if you were sober Jesus <laughs> God you telling me
0: <laughs> um Tell us where we can hear more of your
3: music. com. That's all one word. Uh, it's on Apple and uh, Spotify and all the usual places. There is a Casey Campbell in Nashville that plays uh, mandolin. He's played with all kinds of folks. He was on Prairie Home Companion and stuff. I'm not that guy. So if you find <laughs> a Casey Campbell with a mandolin, he's a good guy too, I think. But uh, it's not me. So just so you know. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, we'd love for you to sing uh, "Down by the Riverside" think, with us. Uh,
3: I think I know that one. Jerry can join. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Riverside,
3: down by the riverside you've been listening to tales tunes and tom Fullery, recorded live at the folk school coffee
1: parlor in ludlow kentucky thanks to patrick kennedy for writing our opening song
3: and to you for listening check out our website at jerryspringer.com